from the Summer Skate Studios behind the Mask Hockey Shop to present College Hockey West Live for April 26th, 2022. Tonight's scheduled guest, Alaska Fairbanks head coach, Eric Largen. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Live brought to you by Peterson Toyota. College graduate, member of the military, and you might be eligible for a special rebate or discount. See us at petersontoyota.com. Top Golf. Let us help you reimagine your next business meeting or team building event. See your regional center or go to topgolf.com. The NCHC and NCHC.tv. Subscribe to NCHC.tv to watch the best in college hockey since 2013. Behind the Mask Hockey Shops. Visit any of our Three Valley locations or go to BehindTheMask.com whether you're on ice or in line. Jets Pizza. Whether it's our legendary Detroit-style square or New York-style thin crust, Jets Pizza is better because it has to be. Three locations in Arizona, seven in Colorado, four in Missouri. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos, whether it's Las Vegas or any of our other worldwide properties, an iconic vacation awaits you at any of our destinations. Metro by T-Mobile. Get 50% off or more when you add a line to a new or existing account. Liberty University. Play for something more. Faith, education, and hockey at liberty.edu. Five Burrito Express. Six East Valley locations for fresh, fast, authentic Mexican food. By M-Drive. Natural support for men looking to increase energy, strength, and drive. Always free delivery at mdriveformen.com. Summer skates, whether our original red or new black shower shoes, show your game and style at summerskates.com. And by Drury Inns and Suites, travel happy again. Book your next stay at druryhotels.com or at 1-800-DRURY-INN. College Hockey West, live from the Summer Skate Studios, presented by Behind the Mask as a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Here are your hosts, Scott Strandy and Paul Hornstein. All right, welcome in, hockey fans, NCAA hockey fans, as it may be. It is Tuesday night. It is College Hockey West live. Scott Strandy with you tonight from beautiful, gorgeous Centennial, Colorado, where it was a 72-degree uh, high with a few high clouds and no wind. It was absolutely spectacular. Spring has sprung here in Colorado. My co-host, who will be joining me shortly, I believe, Paul Hornstein on a beautiful Long Island, New York. And uh, we're getting prepared to do our wrap-ups. We've uh, we've already started our wrap-up shows, so we have a chance to talk to our head coaches in our coverage area. And by the way, if you haven't heard, we have added to uh, our list of covered teams. We go from four to seven. We're adding Lindenwood. We're adding Alaska Anchorage. And tonight, we're making the announcement that we're also Alaska Fairbanks is joining us as part of our coverage. So we are thrilled to have all three of them being a part of what we do here at College Hockey West Live. Hence, the name change from College Hockey Southwest to College Hockey West, because we absolutely needed to uh, make that change and let everybody know that we do cover everything west of the Mississippi now, pretty much. So we're thrilled. And uh, I think my co-host is close to uh, to joining me. Um, in the meantime, I will tell you that uh, tonight's show is going to be fantastic because uh, we do have the head coach from the Alaska Fairbanks Nanooks, uh, Eric Largan, joining us tonight. 
And um, man, what a season they had. Um, they, they, they made travel, they made uh, big wins, they uh, made strides. And uh, it's going to be fun to have him recap the season with us. But oh, my co-host is here, Paul Hornstein. How are you? Um, they, they, they made me. They, they forced me to come, and they just—I don't know. They... <laughs> hey, at least you made it. At least you made it after your entry, so we didn't have to. You didn't have to listen to that. Well, that's <laughs> that's usually the key. I don't want to hear myself talk. Uh, I'm not sure anybody wants to hear me talk, but you know, hey. Well, there's um, mute buttons for that for the rest of us. I so know, we can... but, uh, <laughs> you know. Well, we're not going to waste any time because our, our head coach from Alaska Fairbanks, Nanooks, Eric Largan, is with us. And uh, let's bring the coach on. Let's start talking some hockey because the Nanooks had a fantastic year last year. We'll have him help us kind of review it. We'll talk about where they stand right now, and then we'll talk about the preview. So, Coach, if you're with us, uh, Scott and Paul with you tonight, we're thrilled to have you on. And as you heard in the intro, you are now officially part of our coverage area. So welcome in. Yeah, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. So, Coach. Doing great. (laughs) Doing great. Just enjoying the good weather in Fairbanks. Oh, at least you have some. (laughs) Lord knows I don't have any. Yeah, it's nice here. It's, you know, low 60s and great weather, so it's awesome. Oh, I love it. Uh, that, love is, it. that is ridiculous. I can't uh, – 60 degrees? I haven't. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that since October. <laughs> 70 and sunny here, Paul. I told you that oh, earlier today. I hate all of you. I hate <laughs> all of you. Okay, Coach. So, first of all, welcome to our coverage area officially. You know we've been talking to you for the last year or so, but – uh, great to have you on as our uh, one of our covered teams this year. And uh, let, let's jump in by talking about this past season. I thought you guys, despite having to travel, despite COVID restrictions and all of that, I thought you had a fantastic season. Yeah, I thought it was uh, I thought it was a great season this year and there were a lot of positive and hopefully continue on to it next year. Give us uh, a little listen, insight as to as to what's going on up in Alaska right now. Besides this beautiful weather, what's uh, what's going on with your program? Yeah, so I think it's a lot of uh, good things right now with the program, and I think we're in a really good spot. And you know, hopefully, continue to build on it. But you know, obviously, it was a you know a good year this past year, and um, you know, there's a lot of really positive things with stuff and. Um, you know, I, I guess, I guess, you know, there's a lot of difficulties just with the travel and some of the other, you know, some of the other challenges that you face. But I thought overall it was really good. And, you know, I'm looking forward to a really good, uh, you know, next year and I think just a lot of positive things to build off of with it. Coach, you finished the season uh, basically 13, five and two. Um does that add some extra jump in your step in the off season when you have a finish like that? Yeah, I think so. I mean, I think we have a lot of people that, you know, really stepped up in that second half of the year and we're led in a lot of areas, but I thought it was really, really good. And, you know, I definitely think though that we still got, you know, ways to go with some of the things in our program, but I think we're heading in the right direction. And I think, uh, you know, it, it was just good to see just the second half of the year and how positive it finished up and, now we go into the off season and a lot of interesting things, and hopefully, uh, you know, we'll be carrying over that momentum to the second half. 
Coach, one of the things that uh, Paul and I talked about and uh, him being an ASU alum, he's probably still got a little hurt feelings that you uh, you beat up on his uh, Sun Devils, but you, you did win the Battle of the Independence this year, which oh, is, is saying something as well. Yeah, I think it was, you know, I think there might be a little retribution and things coming for us next year. So we <laughs> got to make sure, you know, we're ready to go and everything like that. But obviously, you know, played a really good team in, in ASU and know that Greg's got such a good program down there. And, you know, obviously we're looking forward to being able to play him again next season. Well, I think you guys play him four times, right? We do. Yep. Play him four times next year. And you know, two home and two away. And, uh, yeah, looking forward to, you know, traveling again out to Tempe there in February. That's a smart that's move, a smart Coach. Move, I can't, coach. I I can't, can't I, I all just... the way about that. No, that's a, yeah, it's the best time to be able to travel out there, right? So uh, <laughs> we're definitely be able to break break up the timing a little bit and uh, coming down from Alaska. And, um, yeah, it should be fun, you know, some different teams that are on board for next year and, uh, some new places for us to get to travel to and go to. So, um, you know, we're looking forward to it. And it's always a nice, uh, nice rivalry there against ASU. How excited, How are, you, excited are you, Coach, to have uh, the uh, rivalry back uh, with Anchorage? Uh, I know they've been, if you look at the portal and look what they've been doing, they've been stocking up. I'm sure that's a lot to do to be competitive with uh, everybody in the NCAA. But I'm sure there's a little push to try to, to, to push it towards you, too, and win that rivalry series. There we go. I was going to say, I think the coach muted himself. Yeah, I think, Coach, I think you might be on mute if you can. Yeah, we'll give, we'll give him a second. We'll give him a second. Yeah, that's I, not I, a problem. I mean, <laughs> listen, we, we, we know that uh, there's all kinds of change going on, uh, especially, uh, you know, we've got another week to go, really. Uh, before the uh, the portal closes, and so we don't really have a, a true idea. Well, I don't even really think we have a week, do we? Isn't it May first? Well, yeah, I'm just saying a little bit. Uh, you know, you know. All right, I mean, said a week, whatever. I mean, seriously. <laughs> well, to the 140 guys that are still in the portal, it it means well, a no, heck those of a guys lot. are gotta, okay. No, no, you got to no. make those a guys, decision. No, those guys are okay because they're already yeah, the, in. Yeah, but I mean the guys that want to get in, uh, <laughs> well, and the guys that are in, they're they're okay, but they haven't got a place yet, so well, uh, that's still something that's got to be worked out. Well, you know, when we get the coach back, you know, he'll he'll have an idea. Idea, because I assume that. Um, I think we got him. I think Paul. we got him. Coach, Paul. are you there? Coach, right. are you there? Oh, I think the. Coach oh, I think the coach is getting out of his car. <laughs> well, well, we'll, we'll, give, we'll, him a we'll give him a minute. Why don't we take, why don't we a, take a break and, 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 and come back and then we get it straightened out? Can you guys hear me okay? Oh, yeah, we, we, hear, we hear you now. I, I, okay. I think you're on mute for a minute or something, but we hear you now loud and clear. Perfect, perfect. Um, yeah, sorry about that. So, yeah, no, um, I know we were talking too just a little bit about just Anchorage and everything like that, and you know. I, I think with the rivalry being back, that's going to be huge with the governor's cup. And yeah, it's, uh, it's definitely something that we missed last year, the last couple of years. And, 
Um, you know, we'll be playing them six times next year. So it's going to be, uh, you know, pretty intense and, you know, looking forward to going back down to Anchorage again for the rivalry. All right. So coach, All right, so coach as, as, you, as you get here at this point now, um, you know, the season's been over for a few weeks. You've had your chance to have your uh, meetings with the exit meetings with the players. Okay. Uh, what will be different now that you've had a full year on the ice? Uh, are there some things that you expected, maybe you didn't expect as, uh, as, as you got through the season that you're going to tweak now in, in, in order to get prepared for next season? Yeah, I definitely think so. I mean, this is a good time to, like you said, have some meetings, um, get feedback. And, you know, I think there's always, uh, there's always a lot of reflection on things that went wrong, things that you can do better. And, you know, some of the things that went well during the course of the year. So I think there's definitely, uh, we're in some planning stages right now and looking forward to, you know, kind of, kind of making some tweaks, making some changes just in our preparation and, you know, got another really tough schedule next year. So we'll have to be, have to be ready to go right off the bat, but you know, the summer is a good time to, you know, do some different things, get a different plan in place. And, you know, we should be, should be ready to go for the, you know, the start of next fall. Coach, when you look at the, uh, the roster that you had last year and what you see coming back on paper, where does uh, the paper strength, I use air quotes around that, where does the paper strength lie in the Nanooks uh, coming up this year? Yeah, it's tough to say. You know, we have a kind of a mixed, mixed, uh, mixed bag with, you know, guys graduating or, you know, leaving from the portal or things like that. So it's always, uh, you know, a little bit of a probably learning more again about our team. Right. And I think we've, we've made some good additions and, you know, I think some good incoming freshmen, but I, I think we'll again have a balanced team and have to do it by committee. And I think that's the way that we're going to, you know, find success and, you know, have some good returning players, some guys with some more experience. But uh, again, I think there's still, you know, a lot of guys that'll be unproven. And uh, I think that's not always a bad thing. And definitely some guys that'll be hungry and ready to go. Uh, Coach, it's it's been kind of a dominant thing since the season ended. Um, and, and it gives us a lot of fodder in the off season, but the portal thing, is is a crazy thing because there's about 15% of players, and I can't even imagine what it's like for the football and basketball coaches because I think there's like a third of the basketball players in the entire country that are in the D1 players that are in the portal. It's not quite that high for hockey, but um, the the deadline for entering it I guess the words would be without a a penalty come up this weekend. Um, do you talk to other coaches and say, okay, this is how this is going to work. It'll, it'll kind of settle down now and then people will figure out what's left and what we need and so forth and so on because players will stop being able to go into the portal. Yeah, I think it I definitely will at least have some more finality to it. I think, you're still going to see some guys, you know, maybe going after that, you know, May 1st, whether it's, you know, coaching changes or different things like that, or just, uh, 
you know, whatever, some, some odd circumstances for the, but for the most part, like you're saying, I think it'll be more of, you know, a set roster. You'll know what you have coming back. Um, you know, a lot of recruiting has already been done and different guys that have gone on, you know, on the portal and, you know, you're trying to recruit them off the portal. So I think, I think for the most part, rosters will finally be, you know, uh, mostly finalized there by, you know, by next week or the week after, which is a definitely a good thing. And, you know, you can just focus on, like you were talking about before, some of the things that you want to work on during the off season or uh, some of the projects that you need to get done in order for your team to be more successful in the fall. So I think, uh, I think it's a good thing that'll come to a close and definitely is a learning experience, I think, for everybody because, you know, we're only a couple of years into this, uh, the transfer portal as it looks and the fifth years. And um, it's definitely going to be changing how we recruit and, you know, really how we, I think how we conduct business uh, year to year as well. I think it's going to change a lot of different things. Um, as you, um, as you t- to other coaches, do you kind of get a sense? And, and I'm kind of, you know, as I look at the list that's available to me, uh, that's the, that, people have kind of public access to it seems to me and maybe you have spoken about it with other coaches that people are trying to way stay away at least initially from the guys that are one and done and go for the guys that have two or three years left am, am i misinterpreting that or does that seem to have some accuracy you know i think it's a lot of just um situation to situation right maybe you're you know like for us we're using it more to fill holes that we weren't expecting that we needed to fill um right Right. that's how we've more used it uh but i think everybody's unique in that maybe it's someone that uh you know feels they really need a one-year upgrade or you know somebody that could help them for a short period of time and then like you're alluding to maybe there's other teams that are you know trying to build their programs and feel like more of a two or three year player so they can embed them into their culture and, you know, kind of get the best out of them maybe in that second or third year. So I think it's, it's a little bit across the map right now. And when you're looking at how other teams are using it and, you know, teams that have, you know, gotten onto the portal early and have made, you know, a number of commitments. And then there's still teams that are, you know, trying to find the last few student athletes that are going to fit for their program. So it's uh it's been very interesting to see, like I said, it's a learning experience. It's a learning experience and how you deal with your players and your exit meetings. And I mean, everything, I guess just for me personally, everything's changed and it's just trying to figure out how to best adapt for your program. Coach, one thing thing we could say uh, about uh, your team last year, year, you uh, you actually actually challenged challenged the uh, national champions and put a blemish on their home mark with a tie uh, just after uh, on New Year's, I guess. But uh, how does that make you feel as far as uh, where your team was and, and where it's headed when you know that you can play with the national, national champions. champions? Yeah, it, it's positive, right? I mean, I think we, we had a lot of uh, really good games against really good teams this year. And, you know, obviously Denver being the, you know, the best one and, uh, you know, a really good tie on the road against them. And, um, you know, definitely leads a lot of optimism. And you think about, you know, where the team can head and what we're building here. And I think there's a lot of bright spots and a lot of positives. And so, you know, definitely that. And, you know, the win against Minnesota and like you alluded to the results against Arizona State. I mean, there's a lot of 
positives in that second half of the year that really uh, hopefully will build some momentum into next year. And I think, and I think it will, and um, you know, also builds excitement, right? Like I think for our guys, we can, we can sense that there might be something, uh, something on the horizon that'll be special for the program and, you know, hoping that we can continue to build it next fall. Coaches of the players you have coming back, um, especially since last year was it was the first you know it was kind of a, a new experience for everybody, but we'll stick with the players that are coming back. Are there one or two players that you thought uh, surprised you and how much they improved? Not that you don't expect players to get better, but maybe some to a better, more or a higher level than you thought they were going to get to that soon. Yeah, I think we had a lot of guys like that um, just because of how inexperienced we were, you know, being a little bit different than maybe some other guys. But, I mean, really for us, I mean, it's a lot of guys that hadn't played that's going to be uh, or were, were first-year players, I should say, that are going to be leaders for us next year, especially up front, um, you know, like Anton Rupsoff and, you know, Brady Risk and Harrison Israels and Matt Cothy, um, you know, Peyton Matsui and, uh, a lot of guys up front that really, um, you know, they, they got their experience and we're all first year guys, but we'll be guys that we're looking to, to lead the way for us next year. And, um, you know, the, the new spot for us will be, you know, in, in our goalies, but, uh, I, I think overall we're, we're excited and I think it'll be, uh, I think a lot of guys took some really good steps next, uh, this past year, just kind of going through a full first full season together and, uh, I think there'll be, you know, a lot of positive changes for the off season, just in terms of things that players need to work on and get better at. And then, you know, hopefully put that into, into action in the fall. Coach, I don't know if you made the trip to Florida for the, uh, the coaches meetings, but um, a, if you did, um, was it different this year? Uh, the things coming out of there that we're hearing are, you know, a, a lot of things were, were talked about and opened up about, and then certainly the, uh, the new teams that are coming in are starting to make an impact, which I'm sure is good for you as well. But first of all, did you make it? And second of all, if you didn't, your thoughts on that? Uh, didn't, didn't make it actually it was, uh, still in Alaska and, uh, well, it's only 10, like 10, miles, miles, so, right? yeah, <laughs> yeah. Finishing up some things here, but no, I mean, I think there's a lot of, uh, you know, I think it's in terms of the, from an NCAA perspective, I think the big thing that's coming out of it, and it's not just hockey, it's just kind of with that transformation committee is definitely more, um, uh, more things on uh, on the horizon just in terms of, you know, potentially with scholarships and uh, accountable coaches and things like that. I think they're really going to see – you're really going to see like a, a change in, um, you know, in the type of funding that's allowed from the NCAA into different programs. So I think that's what's going to be next on the horizon with that and – but I do think, you know, what's kind of emerging underneath the surface just in hockey, which is exciting, is just the number of new programs and, you know, teams coming back. And, you know, you saw the recent publication there on NHL.com with UAH, which is positive. So I know maybe that didn't necessarily come out of the convention, but from our perspective, that's a huge thing and something that we're talking about internally and externally. And I think it's uh, 
I think you're going to see some growth on the college hockey side here over the next few years. And we're excited about that. And obviously, you know, as the independents keep growing, it's, you know, an opportunity for more games and, you know, hopefully a conference affiliations here soon. Coach, when, 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 when you talk about, um, as Scott said, some new teams coming in, um, you have two teams coming in this year uh, in Lindenwood and kind of uh, LIU the second, like a mystery team in Stonehill because you can't find out, at least publicly, we can't find out any information about this. Um, does that give you a, an opportunity? An opportunity for some different for things? Some different things? Yeah, absolutely. And I think it shows that, you know, the, the, the sport just keeps on growing, which is a big thing. And I think it's a, you know, it's exciting for us. Like it's exciting to see, um, you know, new teams and teams that are talking about it. And uh, yeah, I just, I just think that, you know, there's something that's going to have to, there's going to be some change over the next, you know, three to four years. It, it always seems to happen in college hockey. And I, you know, right now we're sitting at, you know, if you're counting Stonehill, I mean, you're sitting at six independent teams. I mean, that's a substantial amount of teams and whether that's, you know, collectively us forming a conference or whether that's, you know, different teams being invited to others or, you know, a breakup and a new formation. I mean, I just, I just think that that's, you know, quite a bit of teams that are out there right now for some, for some dominoes, not to, uh, not to fall in college hockey. And, and that's really what we need. We need a little bit of uh, some movement. And, you know, I think with the number of teams, it's going to put pressure on the different conferences to, you know, expand or, you know, if not, then, you know, I think that now that all of a sudden there's a, there's a viable option to come together and try to work towards conference affiliation. Yeah, we've uh, yeah, we've, uh, we've been we've talking about been that talking coach. About that coach. <laughs> uh, we think it'll be, uh, be a great West conference with conference the two Alaskas, with the two Alaskas uh, Arizona, Arizona State, State uh, maybe, uh, a, maybe UNLV a UNLV down the road, Lindenwood, Augustana. What do you think? What do you think? Yeah, I think it's great. I mean, I think you know, I, I think we're getting closer to that being a reality. And you know, you look at just you know us Anchorage and and Arizona state. I mean, we all play each other four times. We play each other home and away. So you have a, you have a cluster right there for a conference, you know, there's three and, you know, all of a sudden you throw in Augustana, you know, let's say Augustana, um, uh, Lindenwood and, and UAH. I mean, there's another cluster of three and you have a West and a Midwest division. Right. So, I mean, it's not, it's not that far out of the realm for something like this to occur. Uh, it's happened before with, you know, the, the old Cha and college hockey America. And it, it's just, it's definitely, uh, it's definitely getting closer. And I think that, you know, you're going to see some movement here shortly. And, um, and that's, like I said, that's a good thing. And we're, we're hoping for more teams to come on and more teams in the West. And it's only going to be beneficial for college hockey and, you know, ultimately our program as well. Coach, I Coach, just want to, well, as we, as we look ahead here, as you get ready for uh, start to prepare for next season, um, uh, once again, some of the stuff that's public, it may not be 100% accurate, but uh, it looks like, at least according to what's public, uh, 
you really concentrated on bringing in some defensemen um, and some defensemen that could be have some size. Um, it, are, are those uh, public notifications accurate, or, or what do we have here? Yeah, I mean, I think we're always trying to find a balance, uh, you know, in recruiting and always got to be a team that's, you know, built with, um, you know, a physical element and, you know, a pressure element. So definitely, uh, you know, we're definitely trying to find the right mix of guys. And I think we have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of positive, uh, a lot of positive additions coming in and, you know, we're looking forward to it. And I think they'll fit right into what we're, we're trying to do and trying to build. And, uh, you know, you never know until you get, you know, until you get going and, and playing, playing our first, uh, you know, our first series and first games. But I think, we have a good good foundation, a good base, a good group coming back, and you know, with some of uh, some of the guys added in, I think uh, you know, I think it's a really good mix, and you know, definitely plays into our identity uh, quite well. And just so people understand what I'm talking about, I, I try not to mention names, especially recruits, because I don't know for sure who's signed and who's not. But as I look at the public list, you have one guy that's six two, two o five. You know, I mean, he could probably put on 15 or 20 more pounds, and that's a pretty big boy. And then you have another player that's listed at 6'7 and 160 pounds. Uh, that guy can obviously put on some weight. Um, <laughs> am, am I off track here? Or? No, I mean, I think, like you said, it's it's one of those things where, you know, for us, we, you know, had some, had some guys on the back end that um, – that aren't going to be back with us, you know, that, that fill the physical and, and, you know, long type of role for us. And I think we've had to find some replacements for that. And, uh, you know, I, I definitely think we have some guys that, uh, you know, that can continue to, you know, fill those types of positions for us. And I think our guys have done a good job in finding those players and, you know, you never know how the, how it'll all pan out, but I think it'll be, uh, I think we'll like our group back there and, uh, you know, the, the physical element that they'll bring. Coach, I Coach, think, I uh, think uh, uh, Greg, Greg Powers, Powers was, was the most the excited most of anybody this year and put his schedule out real early uh, to let everybody know that uh, they were going to be playing in that new building. I know you're going there, but um, any any teasers you got for us on so your schedule so far, where you're starting or, 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 big, or, games. or big games? Yeah, I mean, we got some – we got some really good games. I mean, we're going to be back in Denver next year. We're going to be at Notre Dame. Uh, we're going to open against AIC at home. So, uh, you know, I, so I think there's some, yeah, definitely some, you know, obviously all the independents will get a chance to be able to play them. And um, so we're, we're looking forward to it. It's a, it's a good schedule. It's, you know, a lot of, uh, a lot of tough teams again, but uh, I think it's a, uh, uh, I think it's just, you know, kind of building off of what we did this year and this challenging schedule we had. And, you know, we'll have some have some long trips, a couple couple two week trips. But, you know, those are always good for us and good for good for bonding and things like that, too. So we're looking forward to it. And I think we've got a good mix of, uh, you know, playing and playing the independence and, um, you know, playing uh, some of the other conferences as well out there. Coaches has actually having you guys got to play last year. 
uh, your partner's down. Like they're south, right? South. They are south. south. Yep, three hundred sixty-five yeah. yeah. miles south. Uh, I like, uh, I like you know, the exact, exact number. Yeah. Um, has, did, did it help you uh, uh, get, get guys to come up, up there, there since you guys, guys actually played, played last year? year? Uh, yeah, I mean, I think it did. I mean, I think it's, uh, you know, I think having some success last year and I think just, uh, getting back and, you know, we've had that hiatus with the COVID year and things like that. And, you know, I've gone through some different things, but I think too, just, I think people seeing who we played in our schedule. I mean, I think that's always something that was kind of used against us. I, I, I see it as a positive, us being able to have the freedom to play the teams that we do and, type of schedule that we get to play and uh the places we get to go see i think it's all a all a really uh exciting thing for guys and so i think i think uh, it was good for recruits and even just for the general public just to see us go through a season have have some success and uh see the schedule that we got to play and i think that was you know you, you don't know until you go through it one time and for us to be able to go through it and and have such a positive season uh, I think it's a great thing and I think it'll carry us forward and, you know, have it, like I said, already have a, another good one for this next year and, you know, working on the year after that. So I think there's, uh, definitely, definitely when, when you're looking at it from a recruit perspective, there's some really positive things going on here and, uh, you know, a lot of, th a lot of quality competition too. Uh, Eric, the way things uh, ended for you last year, on the positive note, as Paul mentioned earlier, but um, how, how's the community support been? They've they've got to be fired up to uh, to see how good you guys really were, and to know that you uh, played to a tie with the national champions and finished strong like you did. Has uh, the the public support, the community support, been good? Yeah, the community support's been awesome for us. Um, I think that's been something that. You know, it's it's always good. I, I, I Fairbanks is a pretty unique place like that. I mean, no matter what, win, lose, draw, they're always going to be behind you. And uh, you know, it's a close knit community, and the hockey program is such an important part. But yeah, I think people were excited just to see the success that we had. I think people were, um, you know, got the chance to see some different teams come up to Alaska, which is exciting. You know, next year getting a chance to see some of the teams that are going to be coming up to play us. So I think. I think overall it's been, uh, you know, a very supportive nature with the team, with the community, but, uh, and the team, but it, it's always the case no matter what's going on. And, uh, it doesn't usually change from year to year. All right, well, I, so, I know you got one, Paul. No, I was just going to say, so, we, I know that uh, most coaches say that the off season is probably more work than 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 uh, the, the actual season itself. Um, it, it, do you have some plans for some downtime and 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 sort of just kind of recharging your battery? We talk about the players all the time, but the coaches need to recharge too, don't they? Yeah, I think so. Towards the end of May and into June will be a good time just to maybe take some time away from it before getting back into the, um, you know, the planning session for the, for the, uh, uh, for the beginning of the fall. But, you know, there's still some time here with recruiting and, you know, making sure our guys are getting set up with uh, classes for the fall and, you know, going through the eligibility center and admissions and things like that. So there's still some 
work to be done and some planning things. But yeah, as we get towards the end of May and beginning of June, it'll be nice just to, you know, take some time away, do so, relax a little bit, uh, get out with the family a little bit and, uh, you know, maybe lose a cell phone for a few days. So I think it's always good just to disconnect and get away and recharge and, uh, you know, go get, get a couple more, you know, six more weeks of work or whatever that is. And then maybe take another week or two off right in August and then go from there. Coach, final one for me is kind of a two-parter, but um, if you can, talk a little bit about the uh, the growth and the strength of both the uh, USHL and the NAHL. It seems like the talent is just off the charts. That's number one. And, and number two is, are you familiar with Garrett Rayboyne and uh, your thoughts on him taking over that new program at Augustana? Well, I think speaking just on the first part of it, just with how good the talent level is and you know, those junior leagues, I mean, is exceptional and, you know, is only continuing to just keep getting better and better. And, you know, I think with uh, Garrett taking over there at Augustan, I think he's going to do a fantastic job. And, you know, I've have, have known him for, you know, a while now just with, uh, you know, him being at St. Cloud and then, you know, moving with Coach Motsko to, to Minnesota. But he's done a fantastic job wherever he's gone. He's a very hard worker. He's a great recruiter. And, you know, I think that Augustana program is going to get uh, really good really fast. And uh, don't be surprised to see them making waves towards, a, you know, a national tournament here in the near future. So uh, I can't speak enough good things about, you know, about Coach Raboyan and know that that program is going to be uh, going to be very successful and he's going to do a great job there. Well, we brought you on a little early, so uh, I'll let you go a little a little early too. I, I get you a little bit uh, started on that downtime part of it. We appreciate you coming on. Uh, we're, uh, we're, very we're very thankful, thankful to have, to have, you, have on you on our, our, uh, our coverage, coverage area. area. And uh, best of luck. You'll uh, you'll definitely be seeing me at least once, at least in, once Alaska. in Alaska. I like it. That'll be good. So we'll have to uh, we'll have to get you up in Fairbanks, and we're looking forward to uh, looking forward to having you come up. And I like this is the first time I've been on with the name change, so that's good. <laughs> Thank you, Coach. Thank appreciate you, coach. your time appreciate as your always. Time as always. All right, thanks, All right, guys. That's, All right, that's- absolutely. That's Coach Eric Largan from the uh, Alaska Fairbanks Nanooks, one of the newest of our coverage area teams. Paul and I will be back in about three minutes to uh, discuss a little more on uh, College Hockey West Live. More than 140 live games from the nation's best college hockey conference. Ready for you, wherever you are, however you want to watch. Your favorite team is on nchc.tv. On your phone, tablet, or stream to your TV. Subscribe now to watch the best in college hockey at nchc.tv. If it's nchc hockey, it's on nchc.tv. At Behind the Mask, we know that players are always messing with their equipment and constantly need to borrow things like tape or need a new mouthpiece during the season. Point is that just because you are fully outfitted to start the season doesn't mean you're good for the year. Make sure that you are always supplied with all of the hockey accessories you need by visiting our stores or BehindTheMask.com. Whether it's an extra mouth guard, wheels and bearings for your inline skates, or extra rolls of tape for your stick, at Behind the Mask, we have all the little things that can make your time at the rink go smoother. 
go to any of our three Valley locations or online at BehindTheMask.com. Really, JR, you think you can still do this? I'm focused. You're way too old to hit that target from there. I've been listening to everything you said. It's been running through my head, locked and loaded. All right, still got it. Still got it. Who's old now? any hockey player in the desert southwest and they'll all tell you the same thing we love going to the rink and sandals now you can show off your game in style with summer skates officially licensed summer skates are comfortable washable and can be designed to show off your fandom bill kessel your guy big william carlson fan or is austin matthews the man have your summer skates designed to show off your favorite nhl player or shout out your own game with your own number Team discounts and customization available, too, for groups of 12 or more. Thirsty after getting off the ice? Our new koozies are perfect for keeping that cold one cold in the desert heat. Comfortable and durable. Show up to the rink in style. An authorized retailer of summer skates. You can purchase yours through our website at icetimehockeysw.com. ITHSW Podcasts. We are the quad pod of hockey podcasts. Join us Sunday through Wednesday nights live at 9.30 Eastern, 7.30 Mountain Time as we cover the world of college hockey from ACHA to the Frozen Four. Coaches, players, insiders, no one covers all of the angles of college hockey like we do. Search ITHSW Podcasts, all one word, for the best coverage of college hockey. College Hockey West Live is coming to you from the Summer Skate Studios. Summer Skates, the ultimate hockey player's footwear. Indeed it is. College Hockey West Live. Scott Strandy with you in Centennial, Colorado. My co-host is always Paul Hornstein out on beautiful Long Island, New York. Uh, and I stress the beautiful because I know today was probably one of the best days uh, that they've seen in a long time. But uh, here in Colorado, it's just 70, sunny, no wind. Um, Paul, how are you? Uh, Sonny, <laughs> what's that? I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> Lack of vitamin D showing up uh, in your in your blood work today. And then I got to hear the coach tell us how how nice it was in Fairbanks. Are you kidding? <laughs> yeah, and they're starting to get sun all the time now. It lasts all oh, day. My Lord. By the way, just so you know, he said that uh, they're going to open up at home with AIC. Um, yeah, love it, love it, Coach. By the way, for the info, just just so you know, it is a four thousand three hundred and sixty-three mile trip um, in your limo if you're driving there from Springfield, Massachusetts. <laughs> Who in the world's going to drive there from Springfield? Uh, that ain't uh, happening. Listen, I, listen uh, I mean, you could do it. Like I said, in your limo, you could do that. But um, in, in not from Springfield, I'm not. Well, I, I was saying. I was only half joking when I told them that going to Florida for the meetings was a ten thousand mile trip, but five thousand there, five thousand back. That's about right. Um, and apparently, in, in it is uh, a little over thirty two hundred 
miles if you fly straight there. And I dare, and I and I would be willing to bet some cash you can't fly straight from Springfield, Massachusetts to Fairbanks, <laughs> no. Alaska. No, you, you cannot. Unless you're I don't think he, I don't think you can fly anywhere but probably Seattle to, to Fairbanks. Oh. <laughs> yeah, well, I appreciate the, the coach coming on. It, it definitely sounded like. Uh, he had some family time going on there, and I appreciate the fact that uh, he kind of let us interrupt it a little bit. Um, yeah, we always appreciate the time. There's no doubt about it. You know, so I wanted to make sure that, uh, you know, the coach heard it again, uh, that we appreciate him coming on and the time that he gives us. So um, I just wanted to make sure we got that out there again. You know what? Uh, you know, that old saying that everybody uses, Coach Berman uses it with me all the time, is that a high tide rises all ships. Well, I think this year in Alaska, it's going to be uh, probably the most evident in a long time because I think that the, uh, the resurgence of uh, Fairbanks and the resurgence and the renewal of Anchorage is going to really create um, a lot like what it used to be, Paul, in the old WCHA. I can remember... Those two teams used to be really hard to play against, especially up there. And, and I think that that they're challenging each other right now with their recruits and and uh, portal guys and all of that to, to see uh, who's going to get that Governor's Cup. Well, it definitely pushes you when you have your rivals doing things. Um, and I'm sure it works the same way um, north to south as, as well as south to north. Um, in terms of what goes on, um, you know, it's, uh, like I said, they, they were, the word I used all last year was, was pesky. And I'm sure that that will become the signature of, of the Nanooks because, you know, teams tend to take on the personality of their coaches. And I, and maybe that didn't sound perfectly uh, right there but I mean you get the idea of what I'm talking about you know facing the challenge and 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 getting right in there and getting your hands dirty and 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 doing things the right way and knowing how you have to play in order to be successful and I think the coach deserves a lot of credit for keeping that team together you know like I said they went 13 five and two in those last, yeah. in that last and one of those ties was against the national championship yeah, team. Said that a few times, yeah. yeah. And we got to say that because people ask a lot about that. They go like, you know, Denver is almost perfect at home. They had a tie against uh, Alaska Fairbanks and they had a loss right. against Minnesota Duluth. That was it. Right. So uh, you're in pretty select company if you can play with them. Right. And, and, and they, you know, played four games that they lost in overtime. You know, they, they lost in, yeah. over, in overtime to Omaha, and they lost to, in overtime to Cornell at Cornell twice. And, they you know, they lost at Duluth one nothing. And know, they and beat Minnesota. The first half of that season, you know. So, um, and they and they beat the, that other Maroon and Gold team, you know. Ooh, you almost said the G word. <laughs> no, I would not say that. Uh, yeah, so I mean, if you look at it, they beat one of the teams in the Frozen Four. They tied yeah. another one. Um, yeah. That 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 means you're close, I think. Well, it, it certainly means that you're doing something right. 
Yeah, without a doubt. Um, the last 15 minutes or so of the show, I want to dig back in, Paul, to, to a couple things we talked about uh, earlier this week uh, in regards to new teams. I know you've been digging, trying to get something on Stonehill. And we don't know what the deal is there for sure. Coach alluded to uh, U, you know, UAH and, uh, and their resurgence, if you will. And then um, tell us again for maybe the audience that wasn't listening or didn't hear about the excitement in the Nashville area. All right. Well, if you, if you, if you haven't heard, uh, I mean, this was, you know, this was something that went on, you know, a, a, a year ago, the, uh, between college hockey Inc and the Nashville predators and, um, and, you know, whoever, you know, they're, they're one of the HBCUs in Tennessee State uh, announced that they were going to start exploring adding Division One men's and women's hockey. And, you know, that was great. And it was a nice, um, it was a nice, uh, a nice sort of, uh, you know, announcement to make. And then, hey, this would be great if, you know, just the fact that they're considering it. And apparently in, in February, um, as the NHL was doing its part to celebrate uh, Black History Month, they send around a, a, a mobile museum. And I saw this in the last couple of days that, you know, they've actually formed a committee to start raising money. Now, how long that takes, I have no idea. How long that will take well um, th we can that can assume. happen quickly or it can happen over time but the fact right. like you say that they're doing it the other thing that i want to point out that that you said is you know a lot of a lot of um programs when they they make the jump they go oh well we have to add a women's program of some sort and it's usually like let's add lacrosse or tennis or or something i really like the fact that they're just coming straight out and going like we're not only adding men's ncaa hockey we want to add women's ncaa hockey because that's where the change change starts to happen if you start bringing the men's and the women's ncaa programs together in lindenwood it was the other way around they were already ncaa women's program now they got a men's program so right. when, when you talk about growing the sport, Paul, um, that that's growing the sport in my estimation. Well, yeah, I mean, there's definitely a, uh, uh, that was a, a big part of it too. I mean, um, you, you know, as, as, as I, as I saw the, some of the stories I, I said on Sunday that, you know, the president of the university, her kids play hockey, the athletic director's kids play hockey. Okay, and this yeah, that's would a pretty be, good start. <laughs> yeah, listen, listen, you, you got to have those guys in your corner, right? I mean, um, it is, uh, you know, as it just it would be. Would it be? It would definitely be a game changer. There is no doubt. You know, I don't think that that would even be a, a, a question mark, that it would be a game changer. No, you're totally right. And, and the other thing is uh, I like the fact that the NHL teams are starting to step up and, and uh, help out of it too, right? Help I mean, out at least to get started because we saw what the blues did. 
um, with uh, Lindenwood. There's no secret about that. We know what the Kraken have been doing uh, in Alaska to, right. uh, to help out those two programs up there. Um, no doubt that the Kraken will also be involved uh, in Oregon's jump. And by the way, it's a great segue to let me tell you that Riley Orr is going to join us tomorrow. And I asked him uh, real quickly, if I can, about uh, his his roster on paper. I said, it's pretty exciting. He goes, yeah, it's very exciting. But he said, let's remember it's only on paper so far. Yeah, <laughs> so, well, but um, anyway, they're, they're definitely leaning in that direction. And when you see these NHL teams getting involved, um, that's good for everybody. Well, yeah, it's good for everybody because they have the um, – it's, it's, it is partly about money. I, I don't want to sit here and say that it's not because it is. But when they get involved, it gets people's attention. Without a doubt, and it's a great investment for them because guess where those fans come from? Um, you, you know, the more you can reach out to your communities, uh, whether it be NCAA or ACHA or AHL or NHL or ECHL, doesn't matter. Um, the, the top league in the world is the NHL, and that's why uh, their involvement is kind of like an investment in their future. Right. And, you know, they, they, they help the schools pay for the feasibility studies. Now, I don't know what's involved with that. I'd love I mean, I I could guess, but it would be kind of nice to just kind of get. You're just nosy. You're just nosy. Let's face it. Well, listen, this is what I I got that sports management masters, and (laughs) I kind of have thoughts and ideas, and basically, it's about me trying to find out whether or not I'm right, because that's what matters. (laughs) Boy. Boy, is that is that a fact? Uh, anyway, uh, so so it was great to have Coach on and talk about that. It was also great to uh, to uh, hear that that things are are growing for him. And you know, I think he kind of he kind of gave us a little hint that you know he lost some guys and uh, they got, they were going to have to rebuild. And every year is new. And you know, he's not he's not certainly taken their success from the last half of the season. Uh, for granted, but no. he also thinks that that's a good building point, and I think it is too. That's where you get your momentum. Well, you know, you you have something down to show that you've been successful and that you can do it on the ice and that you can go there and be successful and go there and 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 get people's attention and go there and, and play at a high level, you know, um, I'd have to go back and, 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 and look, so to speak, at, uh, you know, where they ended up. I know at one point they were about in the – yeah, they finished 30th in the pairwise. They finished in the upper half. Now, is there a long way between where they finished at 30th and where the, the 15th spot is? Yeah, it's not – you know, it's not like they were a couple of games away. But they weren't that far off either. No, you know, that's you, exactly true. And the other you, thing you've you got to take in. a lot of road games. Yeah, that's what I was just going to say. Not only road games, but, it, you know, just remember that trip over uh, Christmas and New Year's when they came here and half the team was here and half wasn't. And yeah. the coach was stuck in Seattle for 
five, six, seven days waiting to get here. Then he finally gets here and he's able to put them together for maybe even a partial practice. And then they come out the second night of a series against um, Denver and they, they actually tie them. So yeah. it, it, it's not just about the travel. It's about the variables that are in the travel, you right. know, and, it, and it'll, you know, I mean, like it, I'm sure every time they get on a plane, they're going like, okay, let's hope that we get everybody on the same plane. Oh, check. Let's hope that when we get to the next destination and have to change planes or, or do a layover, that we get everybody on that next flight, check. Mm-hmm. And then when we get there, let's hope that uh, we get settled in and can adjust to a time change. You witnessed it. You watched them play on Long Island. Oh, uh, well, with so, a, yeah, but but not that, just yeah, playing on a and a plane on a Friday afternoon too, which means yeah, that. But that's what I'm talking about. Is people don't realize? I don't think uh, unless you follow their program closely just the challenges that they have. I mean, people, you know, every time I run into people still, they go, man, how does Arizona state do it? How do they go across the country and plan? I'm going like, well, for the most part, it's direct flights, you know, and uh, they, they get them all on a plane. They get all their equipment. They go on a Wednesday or whatever they check in. And it's, and it's kind of like a normal, you know, a normal, a quote, normal uh, hockey weekend. Uh, right. It doesn't really change whether they bus somewhere or they, or, or they flew, but for Alaska, Fairbanks and Anchorage, it's a completely different story because they're the variable, just the travel variable that I mentioned is, is really something you got to consider because you might get to Seattle and in the wintertime get snowed in and can't get out of Seattle. Well, now what? Now what? Right. You have, you have that in, 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 in all of the other, uh, complications, uh, at the moment in terms of, staffing and, and flights being canceled and so forth and so on because uh, we are or aren't in a pandemic still or depending on what, what your perspective is. And, uh, but it still crops up and bites people in the tuchus. So, um, you know, uh, that just adds another layer of what could go wrong as you're flying from Alaska to Seattle and then going from there. Cause that doesn't mean that's the only stop you're making. No. And, and like I said, for the most part, if you're leaving Phoenix, you're leaving in good, in good weather. And if your plane can get up and get above all the weather and, and then it's just a matter of landing somewhere, but man, you never know if you can get out of one of those cities in Alaska. And then you got to, you know, you got to go to Seattle cause that's a connection point. And you never know what's going to happen there as it was last year. So, man, I, I just give them so much credit, their perseverance and uh, and hanging in there and, and the, willness, the willingness to uh, to do this has just have to be, you know, and, and they look at it, as Coach said, they look at it differently. They look at it like, hey, when you come up here to play, you get to go to Arizona, you get to go out east, you get to go down south, you know. Uh, yeah. and, and they use that as a, as a plus. Oh, uh, yeah, I mean, let's see. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, it's it's just a situation where they have some unique challenges. And, you know, part of competing as an athlete is, is taking on those challenges, right? Yep, absolutely. Uh, um, by the way, just so you know, yeah. uh, apparently the um, – the uh, 
green and white team, our buddy Eddie Christian's alma mater. Okay. Um, apparently, they have uh, their schedule has become public. Hmm. I got to look at that. Got anything good on there? Um. Well, they play their their non conference games besides the one against ASU that we know about. Right. Lindenwood. Uh, Holy Cross, Quinnipiac, uh, at uh, at home. You know they played there last year. That'll be an interesting series. Um, at the other maroon and gold team. At the in the, in mid October, um, a home and home with Bemidji. I like that. Uh, yeah, they're always going to do that. They'll always do that one. And a couple of games uh, at home against Lindenwood. So. Uh, Rick Zombo going back to his alma mater. Yep, and that was a given as a, a for sure probably be a, an annual event. Oh, my guess. It would make sense. Well, they used to play, you know, they used to play the University of Manitoba as their opener every year. Well, uh, that, being that was that. close. I didn't I didn't mention that, but yeah, they are playing. That's the exhibition. Yeah. yeah. And so I'm guessing that uh, they'll accommodate Rick as many times as they can and get his team up there as they try to get their feet under them in the uh, skates under them. Uh, I, uh, the, I, I thought I, I don't want to even I, open up. What? I Go thought ahead. I read that uh, uh, Rick Zombo and Brad Berry played together. Yeah, they did. They might have. They might have even been defense pair, right? I mean, am I? Am I they they very much could have been. I, I don't. I'd have to go back and look, but they very much could have been. We can ask Coach that when we get him on again. Um, Coach Berry, I'm talking about. Hopefully in, um, <laughs> you missed that one. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 no. in twenty three, twenty four, maybe they could return the favor and go to St. Louis. Yeah, and that game might be played at the uh, at the big building in St. Louis. Well, whatever. I'm just saying. Yeah, I, I'm certain that 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 will be on the agenda. Um, the the final thing I want to mention, I know we're out of time, but I just want to mention this so we can talk about it Sunday night if uh, if we don't have another guest, but I think we probably will, um, is all these happenings that are coming out of uh, Florida. It sounds like there's a real loosening up of things in the NCAA and the NCAA hockey world with talking about scholarship releases and talking about number of uh, coaches. I mean, I mean, these are things that are just... I mean, if you haven't followed college hockey for the last 50 years, these are things you thought you would never hear, much less start to see them happening right now. So, here's, yay for the NCAA getting some stuff done, maybe. Here's what I, I fear. Okay. Um, I fear the fact that it might go 180 degrees in the other direction before it starts to go back. And I... And, and, I, and I, you know, we love college sports. Um, and we understand that changes are inevitable. And we've all had complaints about the NCAA and the way they did things. Um, and how they kind of kicked the can down the road and kept doing it until... Uh, they were forced to do something instead of kind of getting everybody together and saying, okay, this is what we need to do to kind of make things smooth and, and, and kind of change it up and, and be with the times. I don't want it to be the Wild West, though, either, because that's, 
you know. Yeah, but maybe maybe this will finally bring about the uh, the group that we've been talking about. This group that needs to get together, not a big group, a small group, maybe a tenth of the teams that are in the league. So six, eight people, um, and, and get them to spearhead making NCAA hockey what it's supposed to be. And, and that's a, a a group of teams that compete hard, but but also you know, help to grow the game and, and take care of one another. I mean, that's the big thing they're losing right now is they're losing that taking care of one another. And I know I ran, uh, ran us over now on this one, but yeah, uh, that's something for, for another day that we can talk about, but I think it's food for thought. Well, and I think people should consider it. Cause, Cause Scott Sandlin talked about it uh, during in Florida. And we know that the czar, no, no, I'm not talking yeah, about we can we can't talk about. It. I'm talking about we don't have time to talk about tonight. And oh, I, no, no, no be, I get that. I'm just it wouldn't be fair is, to open up the can of worms tonight, is what I'm right, saying. I just no, want to give people is, though, it is being talked about. Yeah, and give people a chance to think about it. And if you've got thoughts, you know, uh, starting uh, starting Monday, we're going to have a text line open where you'll be able to text in your questions if you're listening to the show and and uh, let us know what you think and if there's something we need to to bring up so uh look forward to that oh because you don't have well that's good as long as it's as long as they're texting you yeah it's a text line to me and then i'll uh i'll grab the questions and i'll read them uh and we hope that we get some more support and people want to uh continue to listen to us live because that's where we're at we're the quad pod of live college hockey podcasts all right take it away my friend from the summer skate studios behind the masks college hockey west live on the IcetimeHockeySW.com network, brought to you by Burrito Express. Homemade taste, takeout speed, six East Valley locations. Go to BurritoExpress.com to find the one near you. Behind the mask, whether you use blades or wheels, whatever your hockey needs are, see our three Valley locations or BehindTheMask.com. Jesse Ray's Barbecue in Las Vegas, the best in barbecue Las Vegas style, available at all Allegiant Stadium events and, of course, at the restaurant, 5611 South Valley View Boulevard. By the NCHC and NCHC.TV. Subscribe to NCHC.TV and catch all of the action from the toughest conference in college hockey. Curry Inns and Suites. Now an official Disney World hotel. Book your stay now for travel starting this October at DruryHotels.com. Metro by T-Mobile. Get exclusive offers by becoming part of T-Mobile Tuesdays when you switch to Metro by T-Mobile. Top Golf. Play some of the world's most iconic golf courses without packing a suitcase. See how at your local Top Golf Center or go to topgolf.com. Liberty University. Over 700 programs of study to help you impact your community on and off the ice. Strengthen your faith at our state of the art campus. See us at liberty.edu. Caesars Entertainment Resorts and Casinos worldwide. It's where the action is in the resort or in town. College Hockey West Live presented by Behind the Mask and all of the IcetimeHockeySW.com podcasts are live on the Podbean app and available for download at the iTunes Store, Google Play Store, Podbean, Spotify, Stitcher, the iHeartRadio app, and on the TuneIn app. Ask Alexa to turn on your ITHSW podcasts. Behind the Mask's College Hockey West Live and all of our weekly podcasts are a part of the IcetimeHockeySW.com network. Very well done, my friend. Uh, just a couple of uh, NHL updates since it is the last week of the NHL regular season. Uh, the Vegas Golden Knights and the Dallas Stars are tied at 2-2, um, almost midway through the third period. 
zero zero here at the ball arena as uh, the Avalanche and what was the that? Blues go at it. What was that? What was what? Uh, you, you said a score, but I didn't understand it. Uh, I said 2-2. Two, two. Oh, I, I, I'm sorry. I thought you said something about a game at the Avalanche. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Nothing, nothing. Yeah, okay. That, see, that, okay. That, <laughs> that I understood. <laughs> and by the way, I'm not the only one that accidentally slips that up. Connor McGay, he does it about a half a dozen times a game. And he's a pretty darn good announcer. So we'll, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll give it, we'll give it okay. Anyway, that's at Ball Arena and the Coyotes. How about the Coyotes leading four to three over the Minnesota Wild? Oh my goodness, the Wild have got to be pulling their hair out. If they don't win that one, uh, they are gonna go crazy. Um, anyway, it's exciting here. The last stretch, uh, of course, the uh, <laughs> the uh, AHL playoffs about to start too, and uh, I will be up at Loveland uh, on Thursday to do uh, a couple of features with a couple of the Colorado Eagles. So look forward to that and the AHL uh, West report coming your way very, very soon. Stay tuned to all of that. Our thanks to Eric Largan, the uh, head coach from uh, Alaska Fairbanks, Nanooks for joining us tonight. Paul, great job as always. We'll say goodnight. Little Roger Klein, the Peacemakers, De Niro. 